0: When we were boys, we used to tell each other scary stories. Like this one. A father goes to tuck in his son and finds the boy pale and shivering and whispering, There's something underneath my bed. The father gets down on the floor and peers beneath the box spring and finds what appears to be another version of his son, pale and shivering and whispering, There's something in my bed. Maybe one is the victim, the other the predator. Or maybe they're both the monster. Jackson Strode is who I used to be. Now I'm someone else. Something else. The Comic Book Time Machine presents Swamp Things. Comic Book Muck Men, Bog Beasts, and Mud Monsters. Episode number 16, Weapon Plus, World War 4 One-Shot, featuring the new character, Manslaughter. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the swamp. <laughs> this is uh, the part of the comic book landscape that just doesn't get talked about as much as I really feel like it should be. And so that's why I've dedicated these podcast episodes to talk about Muckmen, Swamp Monsters, and the like. And so, uh, by just by way of introduction, is if this is your first episode you're listening to, I'm Ben, and I am a comic book writer, comic book fan, and comic book collector. Most of my collection is not worth that much because I collect things that just appeal to me and uh, not things that are going to be collector's items or they don't end up in collector's item shape by the time i'm done with them so the comic book we're talking about today i've been it was in my briefcase for a little while it's been uh it's beaten it's battered Uh, i've read it a couple times too and you know the corners are are bent and yeah but i don't think that it's going to be a collector's item anyway (laughs) well and we'll talk about it but um just to tell you what's happening in this episode we're not going to be focusing on uh, dc's swamp thing that much in this episode I'm going to talk a little bit about Swamp Thing. I'm sure there'll be some comparisons made as I talk about Weapon Plus, World War IV. But uh, there is stuff going on in the realm of the Swamp Thing, and that is that the Blu-ray of the series has come out. And uh, so that Swamp Thing from DC Universe, uh, from their streaming platform, is now available on DVD and or Blu-ray, and I do have that. I'm not sure when I'll watch it, but uh, it did also come with some digital codes. I've uh, dropped my subscription to DC Universe not too long after the last episode of Swamp Thing was released. Uh, Just didn't have any reason to have it. I mean, there's some cool stuff on there, don't get me wrong, but the reason I had it in the first place was to watch the Swamp Thing series, and I don't need yet another streaming service so i let my subscription lapse for that uh however i might be picking up another streaming service sometime in the the future uh hbo is i apparently they've greenlit or they're ordered to pilot or something but jj abrams uh production company has a deal with them to produce a justice league dark uh tv series and I don't know if that'll be on their HBO Now or whatever it is that's going to be the HBO streaming service. Uh, the rumor is that that HBO Now would take the place of DC Universe and the DC Universe content would would bounce over there. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that is one rumor I've seen. However, I'm what I'm most curious about is if that do- Justice League Dark series is going to include Swamp Thing as a character. And if it does, I will probably do the same thing I did for Swamp Thing, which is subscribe to HBO Now. And watch the show that I want to watch, and then if there's any extras on there that I'm like I'm interested in that, I do that as well, which is what happened with CBS All Access and uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard. Now, where I'll subscribe as long as a show that I'm interested in is on there, but then I will go ahead and turn around and drop the subscription, not too slow, <laughs> uh, but during that time I'll watch Twilight Zone and I'll watch the, some of the different shows that are on there that that are you know have relevant. Uh, relevancy to my interests, but... Anyway, so that's happening. The 100-page giants are still appearing in Walmart. They are up to number four for Swamp Thing. And so uh, that's regular Swamp Thing content, two stories, two original stories in each one of those issues. And I've talked about them before. I'll, I'll Maybe when number six comes out, I'll, I'll talk about number one through six of this volume two that they're doing of 100-page uh, giants. And then, of course, there's Dark Justice, which still features Swamp Thing in it. And uh, it's honestly... There's some good stuff going on in there. A lot of uh, Swamp Thing mythology is happening in that series, and so uh, while it does feature, you know, six other characters that they're following, like uh, Detective Chimp and Wonder Woman uh, and Zatanna, uh, there's also quite a bit going on with Swamp Thing himself, and and they are moving things forward as far as uh, some of the the plot elements that are occurring with the Green and, and the rot and stuff like that. So that's, that's also happening. Uh, but this episode is not to talk about swamp thing. This episode is to talk about a specific comic, a single issue of a specific comic. Uh, I'm also going to talk about something that I've had in my refrigerator that I've been wanting to do, and I haven't done anything with it. I don't know how good this is going to be. I'm going to do it live here on mic, but I'm not going to do it live on camera. Um, You know, maybe this would be better if you could see it, but I have in my hand a uh, bottle of soda pop that is almost two years old. It's been in my refrigerator for that long. And so I'm not planning to drink the whole thing, just enough to get a taste of it. And then I'm going to probably dump the rest of what's in this bottle and, and just keep the bottle. But this is something that was at my local hardware store. And I would, uh, the reason I didn't get it there at my local hardware store is because whenever I buy something from that local hardware store, um, it's actually not local to me, it's local to where I work. And I'm always buying something for the job. And I just don't feel like, you know, getting out my credit card to buy something for myself because when i buy something for my my workplace um they do an invoice you know they they just uh look up the company and i don't have to pull out a card or anything i just sign for it they print off a piece of paper for me and i take it back with me i write the budget number that's supposed to come from and, and just drop it off in the the financial office um and so for me to buy something is just for myself it's you know a little more uh There's just a little work, a little more effort to put into that, but what I'm holding in my hand, it's, uh, it's okay. I'll just read the label to you. Uh, the brand name is always ask for Avery's and I might've mentioned this before, but it's always ask for Avery's. That's the brand name, Avery's soda. And this is from their line of totally gross soda and it was bottled for Avery's beverages in New Britain, Connecticut. And uh on the label underneath that it says it's so disgusting totally gross soda. Get it? It's soda disgusting. Like they've got the word soda in there. But the reason that this is made specifically for me is it's always asked for Avery's, of course, is the brand name and my last name is Avery but this is swamp juice and it has a little picture of a little swamp monster guy on there. Now it's more swamp monster in the sense of the creature from the black lagoon and less a swamp monster, like uh, a swamp thing or a man thing who they're, you know, made out of slime and plants and stuff like that. But, uh, Yeah. So I'm going to taste it. I've, I've held off and it just got put in the back of the fridge and I just keep forgetting to bring it out when I do one of these episodes, but that's why I bought it was the intention was to give it a taste here, uh, for this podcast. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in this episode. And then the other thing is I want to talk about, uh, the man thing Funko pop that I have. And I did an unboxing of that. Uh, and I'm going to play the audio from that unboxing, uh, at the end of this episode. And, and, uh, just, uh, where I talk about what it looks like, how it's heavy and, uh, it's, I mean, cause it's a, it's a heavy hunk of plastic, but, um, now I have from Funko pop those, uh, kind of super deformed, cute, uh, pop culture creatures, um, Well, they're creatures in the the sense of I've got Swamp Thing and Man Thing and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, But they're also people, I guess. (laughs) When it comes down to it, there's more people than creatures. But those Funko Pops are something that I really like. The look, I I enjoy them. They're uh, well-priced, collectible. And I was able to get the uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive Man Thing, uh, which was very exciting to get. It was a uh, San Diego Diego Comic-Con exclusive last year. And uh, fairly soon after they started selling it from the floor, they made it available from their website. So that's why I say this episode is more about the man and less about the swamp when it comes to things. And uh, we're going to be talking about man thing, the figure he's featured in this comic book a little bit. And then, of course, uh, there'll be the taste test of always ask for Avery's swamp juice. It's like they made it for me, you know. So let's get into the comic. This is Weapon Plus. It's part of a series that uh, they were trying to do some sort of um, a uh, online social media campaign where they were they put out some redacted documents that were about Captain America and Wolverine, and it was about how they kind of um, their origin stories are intertwined. Now, the uh, I'm not sure how this fits into that. And honestly, I haven't seen anything about this whole Weapon Plus thing if it really went much further than this. Um, I think that they were kind of using this to introduce some new concepts, but also introduce some new plot developments for existing characters. This particular issue, World War IV, features two stories. One is Weapon, 4, or Weapon IV, which is the one we're going to be talking about. And the other is Weapon H. Now, the Weapon H story is about brute force, Uh, brute force being uh, a bunch of cyborg animals that were featured in a miniseries a couple decades ago. Uh, It's something that the concept is a fun concept, but I have never actually gotten into it. I intended to. I think I have one issue of that comic, and then I intended to get the collected edition that they had. And honestly, this story that they have right here isn't... uh, it was OK. It was OK. It was kind of the science fiction thing about scientists who are sending creatures that are supposed to be innocent into a situation where they're fighting and killing people. And uh, it, it's OK. It just didn't really grab me and maybe would have grabbed me more if I had more of a connection to that. It's a short story at the end of this uh, issue. The main event here is Weapon 4, or Weapon IV. It's written by Benjamin Percy and the art... Uh, the penciling anyway, is by George's Ginty, And then the inkers, there's two inkers, Wayne Foxtor and Mark Deering. Rachel Rosenberg is the colorist. And uh, I think the letterer it lettered the whole issue. And that's uh, Joe Sabino. And Chris Robinson is the editor. Jordan D. White was senior editor. And then C.B. Sabolsky is editor-in-chief. Uh, Jordan White, by the way, was my editor when I worked with Marvel on the Sworn Sword the Hedge Knight series that I worked on. So anyway, uh, the concept is that the man thing serum that Ted Salas was working on has been used uh, on other people. And this particular guy, uh, his name is Strode. His last name is Strode. His first name, I just read it for the opening credits, but his first name is Jackson, Jackson Strode. And, uh, he was a reporter and he, while he was reporting, got, got himself messed up in a situation where he was trying to do some investigative reporting. He got used for a lab rat by the people that he was investigating because they captured him and they injected him with weapon four or weapon IV. Uh, I I keep saying IV because that's the way that they present it on the, on the page. And so I want to make sure, you know, I'm not just saying the number four because that's what they're saying, but, um, they were using Salis's, uh investigations and experiments to create a super soldier and they used it on him and he uh, became a creature, it, kind of a Hulk kind of thing where he's able to at will right now, he's, he's losing control, but at will, he's able to turn into this swamp creature and the swamp creature um, has kind of the same kind of tentacly, things that the man thing has on on his face uh the kind that go over his eyes down his nose along the sides of his face but they come out like dreadlocks for hair and also um come out underneath his nose uh like uh fu manchu kind of mustache and then a little bit of a goatee uh under his lip and that's so that's the look that he has going on in the artwork for the actual issue the actual story it's not the greatest look. Um, it, it works, but it is a little bit goofy. He's got the red eyes that man thing has. He's got the plant structure, you know, in his, you know, where like on man thing, uh, he, they look like kind of bulging veins, but they're actually, um, uh, roots. You know, he's, he's got that kind of thing happening on him as well. He has a, a body that is a little bit more of a, a regular humans. Um, Uh, regular humans anatomy, but it changes throughout. Uh, And when it changes, it's not because the artwork is bad or, or doing something wrong. It it changes because um, he's able to have some control over that and is able to, you know, transform his limbs into uh, long vines and stuff like that. Now, the thing motivating him at the beginning of this story is that he really wants a cure and they keep sending him on missions and and expecting him to act as a an agent for them, and when they send him on these missions, they're they're kind of dangling the uh, the carrot in front of him that they have a cure for him that will fix him up and fix him up good. And he doesn't like doing these missions. He doesn't want to kill people. He has a hard time controlling himself when he's in that plant form, uh, when he kind of quote unquote hulks out into that that plant form. But. They keep sending him out on one more mission, and the, he's on his what's supposed to be his last mission, but then they, they say, no, we got one more, and this one actually has to do with your brother. And so that's what gets him to go on that one last mission. So uh, I don't want to say too much about the plot. I'm not going to you know, give the ending away uh, other than to say that uh, the mission they send him on reminds me of Annihilation both the book and the movie. I did manage to read the book, and it was really a, a good book. I, I'm curious about the the second and third volumes in that series. There's only the one movie, but in that movie you have uh, this group of soldiers who get sent into this place that's been slowly growing, and as it grows, uh, it's transforming the landscape, and you have this kind of, I want to say something like... It reminds me of a live-action science fiction Miyazaki movie in a lot of ways because it's transforming the animals. It's transforming the plant life. It's transforming the very air inside this place. And When you send people in, the danger is that they're not going to come out because they're getting changed and transformed too. And that's what he's getting sent into. And so uh, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's an interesting concept. And as he's going in, he's he's seeing that it's actually some fungus Uh, thing that's happening in there and and of course there's some fighting that he has to do and uh, using his plant powers uh and then there's a lot of flashbacks to him and his brother and so that quote that i did at the beginning of this episode is actually from his narration as he's talking about his brother in the narration of of him as he explores this this place where he's supposed to find his brother Um, there's body horror in this movie and there's there's some pretty graphic violence in this it's not a movie body horror in this comic book and some pretty graphic violence in it uh and it it just kind of hits the right notes um i have seen uh, two reviews of this comic and both of them said that it's all kind of a been there done that kind of a thing and I, i really don't see it that way i don't see this as a been there done that uh but I could see why they would say that because like I said, it, it reminds me of annihilation. It also reminds me a little bit of some of the stuff that was going on with the Swamp Thing TV series. And it does, I guess, you know, anytime you're dealing with, with plants and fungus that are kind of taking over the landscape, that is, I guess, something of a visual that I have seen in, in Swamp Thing comics before as well. I guess what's supposed to set this apart is the the new character and they call him manslaughter. Um, which is it's cute, you know. Uh I honestly was not expecting the story to be kind of as cerebral as it was and I was I was expecting the main character to be more like what was on the cover of the comic book that I got. I got this variant edition that um the artist on this variant edition I want to say what no, it's his name's Scan. I I've, I've never heard of him. At least he's one of the he's a variant cover artist anyway. Kyle Hotz did the original cover on this who I love Kyle's work. Um, but uh, this this variant edition, it looks like uh, it's taking place in a jungle in Vietnam. You got uh this hulking creature, basically the same design that I just uh, explained. You know, he's got the the mustache happening. He's got the the goatee happening with those um viney carrot things that Man Thing has. He's got maybe dreads, but you can't really see cause he's wearing a helmet that says burn on it. And he's got guns strapped to his back and he's wearing dog tags and he's got this giant machine gun, three barrels of, uh, whenever they call that rotating barrel. Um, I can't remember what they call it. And I'm going to remember this later on, but it doesn't matter right now. Uh, it's just a huge machine gun, three barrels blazing. And, uh, and he's growling, and he's he's got a little, uh, um, this little sprig of grass, you know, gritted in his teeth, and uh, looks like you've got this just bloodthirsty soldier who's who's out there fighting, and that's the kind of story that I I thought we were going to get instead of this reporter who doesn't want to fight the way that they're asking him to, and uh, yeah, I I will say that. Uh, The ending uh, does allow him to have a little bit of resolution to his story here. So this this ending is definitely uh, there's a beginning, middle and ending. And when the story is done, it's satisfying. It's not just setting up something else, which is good because I haven't seen anything else with this character since this comic has come out. Now, it's 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 fairly new this year. The uh, the copyright date is March of 2020. But I got it, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Um, the other thing is, and I, without giving away too much, the final panel of this comic book really could be, uh, if it was filmed, you could play the Lonely Man theme from The Incredible Hulk <laughs> on the piano as he walks away into the sunset, literally. Uh, but I don't want to tell you what happens before that, because there is there was some surprises, you know, and... Um, while some of this may be wrote as far as like, uh, someone sitting out and saying, well, okay, so we got to send a plant based creature on a plant based mission. What's it going to be? Mr. Writer, man, Benjamin Percy. Um, this would be what you would think of, you know? And so I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's actually well-written and I enjoyed it. So, uh, there wasn't really, I don't have any complaints other than, you know, what's happening with this character. Is this character going to continue, uh, or not. I don't know. Uh it's not the first and won't be the last possibly uh man thing based spin-off character, you know. We we had that one uh character in Deadpool that was uh kind of he had a little bit of the man thing um vine DNA in him or whatever it was and and then of course you have Man Thing running around and so this I, I'm just curious what the intention was here in the first place. And like I said, I haven't seen anything new with this whole weapon plus thing. I know that there was a couple different things. One was related to carnage and one was captain America and Wolverine. Um, but I don't know how this ties into any of that other than maybe it's just kind of going through what are the different, you know, weapon X type of things that are happening or have happened in the Marvel universe. So the new character potential, though, I mean, looks like you might have a wandering do-gooder like the Incredible Hulk who you know, strolls into town, tries not to make any waves, finds himself in a situation where he has to help innocent people against evil people, hulks out, does some things he would rather not have done, but can't help it, and ends up helping people anyway, and then he has to leave town so he doesn't get caught by the reporter who's uh, walking at his heels like the... Like the Incredible Hulk. But it doesn't matter. This is a solid one-shot issue. I enjoyed it. It's a good Swamp Monster comic. So my three C's that I talk about when I cover a Swamp Monster comic, I I talk about the cover, the creature, and the content. And uh, the cover, is it poster-worthy? Is it frame-worthy? Well, I probably wouldn't frame this and put it on my wall, but it is really, really good. Um, I don't have the regular cover in front of me, but I remember it being a strong cover as well. I just wanted this one more than the other one. The creature himself as a creature, I like him, but as the, the creature design done by the artist of this book, it, it works. You know, he, he kind of actually, maybe it works even better than I'm thinking because you have that kind of hippie-ish look going on. And and maybe that works as far as just the the character himself, you know, being a reporter who is there to uh, expose things like what he has become. And then he becomes the thing that he he was against before. Uh, And then he also has to confront some issues with his brother and his his past. So the creature, you know, I, I like the creature and then the content. It's a good story. And World War IV, why is it called that? I think it's called that for no other reason than it's Weapon IV or Weapon IV. <laughs> and yeah, so anyway, that is Weapon Plus, World War IV, written by Benjamin Percy. And to you, sir, I say, good job. You have created a, a nice addition to the uh, to the pantheon of comic book swamp monsters. So... Next, before I I turn this over to myself uh, from the the live uh, unboxing video that I did, it's time to uh, give a try to this Always Ask for Avery's Swamp Juice. So I'm going to go ahead and put the microphone over here, get this thing. I don't know if there's going to be any fizz at all to this, but I'm going to try and open it and uh, it's a glass bottle, the bottle cap. Oh, it's definitely... Got a fruity smell. There was almost no fizz to it. I actually wonder if I should pour it into a cup and see what kind of fizz we get from pouring it. But I'm going to go ahead and and try it. There's this kind of, you know, one of the other drinks that they had actually has like little gummy things in it, I think. And I wonder if that's, there's, there's this kind of a, I don't know, scummy at the bottom of this. I don't know if that's sugar or what it is, if this uh, stuff is uh, separated over the couple of years that's been in the back of my refrigerator. But I bought this to try it and I'm going to try it. I'm not going to drink a whole lot of it though. That that much I do know. So I'm tasting it now. Got that fruity ambiance. And now... Still a little bit of fizz. Not very good. It just feels like... uh, It tastes kind of like a... I don't know, down Sprite maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll do one more drink. Yeah. Not something I would drink in real life. <laughs> I don't want to drink too much. I'm afraid I might make myself sick. I'm reminded of the time this is not as bad as as the time that I'm being reminded of but I'm reminded of the time when at buymetoys.com our local comic book shop they found some trading card packs of uh I believe it was the Batman 89 might have been Batman Returns but it was trading card packs that used to come with a stick of bubblegum and they found some of these uh we're talking maybe 10 years ago but still 10 years ago would have been around you know 2010 <laughs> It might have been 2005, but still, that gum was 25 to 30 years old, and so they uh, were getting the cards out, taking a look at the cards, and uh, one of them was like, I dare you to chew this gum, and the other person said, sure, pop the stick of gum in their mouth, started chewing it. It just dissolved into their mouth. It wasn't even chewable, and he threw up. (laughs) So... That's why I'm I'm like, I want to be really careful here, but I bought this to do this and now I've done it and now I can get rid of the stuff inside and just keep the bottle and good to go. So, um, I was really hoping that I would not throw up on microphone or throw up on my microphone because, you know, I only have the one right now and also the microphone is right in front of my computer, which means my computer would catch some of that. So anyway that is this episode Uh, after the credits I'm going to play the unboxing audio from my uh, Funko Pop Man Thing figure and uh, I'm actually holding it right now uh, but I'm going to let the video describe it but uh, yeah so I want to thank you for listening thank you for spending some time with me as I talk about some fun comics fun for me anyway what is the next episode going to be I don't know it'll be something um (laughs) it's been a weird time i think the next episode might actually be talking about some of the comics that i bought right before the stay-at-home stuff and bought during the stay-at-home stuff as well that'll be on the comic book time machine main feed and so as far as what's next here for uh the swamp monsters coverage uh probably dark justice Probably Dark Justice. There's some really interesting things going on there. And there's some movement with the, like I said, the Swamp Thing mythology. So it'll probably be uh, Dark Justice, the comic book. Not the TV series. Not happened yet. Uh, Not the movie. Didn't happen. And not the cartoon, which I've already talked about once. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I just want to say have a great day uh, in the swamps. (laughs) And and Godspeed. And uh, I hope you're enjoying comic books during this uh, very strange, strange time we're living in right now. Hey, okay, so um, we're trying a live uh, Facebook live video. This is my son, Doug the comic book time machine and we're test testing out some equipment actually but you know i figure why not kill two birds with one stone maybe by doing maybe by uh doing this video which could be an unboxing of something i've been wanting to unbox for a little while now and also potentially this could also go on uh, just with the podcast if i do this right and there's not enough um just stuff that's just visual me holding things up Um, this is a Funko Pop unboxing of Man-Thing. I already have a couple Swamp Monster Funko Pops. One of them is my uh, Swamp Thing Funko Pop, which is actually, I think, a really neat figure. It's got all that detail there. Uh, The one thing I like about this is it feels, I mean, the head is huge, obviously, uh, but I really like, it's got that classic design. I've got a couple other Swamp Thing figures that just don't have that classic design. I just, not a not a big fan of that, but I do like this one a lot. Um, right here, I've got this also. Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm not someone who keeps things in boxes unless it's for storage, which is why this guy hasn't come out. I just don't have a good place to put this guy. But uh, got my creature from the Black Lagoon right there again. Cool details. Got that you know fun little uh, just that that that. Funko, I mean fun, you know, it's fun. I like the the style and everything and they go well together Um, This is the actual creature design so you can see kind of a a Comparison there. There's there's some difference, you know, but you look at it You can definitely see it's that universal that classic universal monster and so I really enjoy uh, These two guys, but I was so excited because I found out there's a entertainment earth exclusive Man-Thing Funko Pop that came out. Uh, Doug, would you please grab the box over there, please? Yeah? <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you get the knife there? I think this, let's see, this might... There we go. I'm just going to pop the blade out here. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're going to open up this... thing here <laughs> and I've been waiting for this for a long time this is the uh, shipping receipt and bill and everything um and I just haven't taken it out of the box this has been sitting on our counter for a few months now actually because I got this right away uh but this is yeah there he is this is a solid wow this is heavy compared to this guy I feel that box I feel this guy This is this is solid. One thing I don't like about the Marvel pops is that they, uh, I think, because of contracts and things, actually have to be bobbleheads. So my Coulson's head bobbles all over the place. My Agent Carter, her hat made it so heavy. Oh my goodness, this is solid. Look at this. It's still a bobblehead though. You can definitely see it's got that bobblehead thing going. It's got the springs in there. Um, The arms, arms don't move, which isn't unusual. But look at that, so look at this. You got the elephant trunk thing going on there, you've got the the vine facial thing, the red red eyes. Um, Just the the long kind of gorilla style arms and then the shorter legs. Uh, This thing looks awesome. Man, this is so cool. Look at that, what do you think? That's really solid. I mean, you compare the bodies but that's because there's just so much more plastic in this body with the hunch and everything. This guy has that classic Funko body there, where it's just that, that classic shape that they use. Um, but this one, I mean, they, they sculpted like a completely new thing. I feel like they didn't start with a baseline. Like these two have the same baseline. You can tell they're just from the same uh, line of figures. But this guy, wow. This is cool. This is really neat. Uh, yeah, so there we have my Swamp monster Funko pop collection. I've always said that it would be complete once I had a, a man thing in the collection and uh, Yeah, there it is excellent